Welcome to Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And please use the hashtag NowChurch. Thank you, and enjoy today's service. Glad that you're here, glad that you're watching online, and want you to be real open today and let God do something in your heart because we have special guests. We have history. You know, I love family ministry. One of the things that, that I am most blessed about is that our family is in ministry together. In generations, we have four generations of our family in this church right now, and we're all ministering. We're all serving, even the kids. All the, you know, my mother-in-law just turned 80 a few months ago, and she's serving the Lord with gladness. Our youngest grandbaby, um, Kylan Elizabeth, just turned a year old a few weeks ago, and she's serving the Lord with gladness and sometimes really loudly. <laughs> and uh, we have several families and, and ministry friends that we've been connected with for years and years that have the same kind of thing happening. And Pastor Robert and Stacy Gay, uh, Pastor Stacy was with us at a women's event back in the summertime in June. And Pastor Robert and Stacy have been dear friends of ours since the early 90s. In fact, they came to be with us in 1992, no, was it 91 or 92? 92. 1992, they came to be with us and they brought their three little kids and um, we, just, we just love them. We've been, we've been in conferences together. We've, been, we've ministered all over together. They've been in our church. We've been in their church. We've watched the kids grow. And now all of their kids are in ministry. And uh, Pastor Micah and Chelsea Gay, uh, they have three sons of their own. They now pastor their own church called High Praise Worship Center in Crestview, Florida. They're from, the, they're from L.A., Lower Alabama. If you don't know the panhandle, what do we call it here? <clears throat> but they're from that area. The claim to fame is that uh, apparently uh, Chandra Weeby used to live there. So they, they have a little placard there in, in, uh, in, in that little town that... She used to be there. But anyway, we're just so delighted to have these guests with us. And, you know, sometimes you know, the Bible says that the good news from a far country is like cold water to a thirsty soul. And we just are so excited. This is only our second guest speaker since COVID. And so you got to get, get used to it again, bringing people back in. And we're just so glad for the generations. We pray that there will be members of their family preaching in a couple of generations from now and that part of the Parent Chief Kennedy family will be preaching for them, and it's just gonna go on because we're serving the Lord together. Same God, same Lord, same Spirit. Amen? Amen. I want you to get up on your feet one time real quick. Give it up for Pastor Micah Gay from High Praise, Crestview. Come on, will you keep that going for the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords? Will you give Jesus just one more big hand clap of praise. Let him know you love him. Amen. 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 You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Now, church, it is good to be here this morning. We are just honored beyond words to get to come and minister this weekend and in this service this morning. God's already doing an incredible thing. I don't know about you, but man, in worship this morning, I was weeping. The Spirit of the Lord's in the room, and I'm just weeping in the presence of the Lord. God is so awesome, and he's moving in this place here. And now look at somebody tell them God's moving. 
And I just want to say, listen now, church, you have, if you didn't already know, you have incredible leaders, incredible pastors. This is the month of pastor appreciation. And let's just give it up for the pastors of now church, pastors Richard and Gail and all the leadership team. Amen. Incredible, incredible people. And we're, we truly are honored. We respect you. We appreciate this opportunity. We're very thankful beyond words. Are you ready to receive something this morning? I hope you came ready to receive something. We're going to continue in uh, Pastor Richard's series, Supernatural. Amen. Little does Pastor Richard know, I actually watch him quite often. He doesn't know this. Uh, we were actually talking, and he was telling me some about the the future services and some of the services that have happened. I'm sitting there, I'm quoting back to him some of his message titles and series titles. Like, oh, really? You saw it? Yeah, I watch you. I'm, I'm peering in. I'm seeing what's happening. God's doing awesome things here. But I want to continue in this series. I believe God's given me a word for you. We could even, uh, pun intended, say God's given me a now word. Amen. For you as a church body, for you individually, for you corporately, this is a now word. Amen. So if you want a title for your message, we're going to title this this morning, The Miracle of you. The miracle of you. Somebody say, look at your friend next to you. Look at somebody around you. Tell them you're a miracle. You're a miracle. Open up your Bibles this morning to Genesis chapter one. Genesis chapter one is where we're going to read from this morning. One verse 26 is where we're going to start. If you don't know where that's at, it's the first book of the Bible. So you just open up right there and you're there. Imagine that. It says this, and I'm reading from the New Revised Standard Version, but you can read along with me with whatever uh, translation you're using this morning. Amen. If you're watching online, I encourage you to literally lean into what God is saying to you today as well. Amen. It says this, then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Come on, that's been a prophetic word this morning that the breath of life is in the room, amen? And the man became what? A living being. Now turn over to Genesis chapter two. I'm gonna give you a few base texts to start off this morning and then we're gonna jump in, okay? Genesis chapter two, verse seven is what we're gonna read now. It says, then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils, what? The breath of life and the man became a living being. So we're seeing this again, okay? Now we're gonna go to Genesis chapter two, verses 20 through 23, Okay? So we're seeing now that God is doing this. God's doing something in the earth. He's already created everything else, and now there is something else he has to create, and what is it? It is man. You know what's amazing about the creation of man? I'm getting already ahead of myself, but it's okay. You know what's amazing about the, the creation of man? is The creation of man is a manifestation of miracle-working power. That's why I had you look at somebody this morning and say, hey, look at somebody. You're a miracle. It's because God's manifestation of miracle-working power was creating you who's in this room. Huh? Your manifestation of miracles. Genesis chapter 2 verses 20 and 20 uh, through 23 says this. The, the, the man gave names to all the cattle and to the birds of the air and to every animal of the field. But for the man, there was not a helper as his partner. I am so glad that there was not a helper as his partner at that moment in time. Can I get an amen from any of the men of God in this room? Amen. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man and he slept Man, that's nice. He took one of his ribs and closed it, uh, closed its place with flesh. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. Then the man said, this at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. And this shall be called, whoa, man. Because that's how we got woman because they were naked. And um, Eve showed up and Adam said, whoa, man. That's your name. Whoa, man. There it is. <laughs> but 
So, so the one should be called woman. For out of man, this one was taken. Listen, guys, if you ever were wondering if your, uh, your companion, your, your wife is greater than you, she was made from rib. You were made from dust, okay? So ribs are better than dust, all right? Anyways. I want you to write this down this morning. God created man as a miracle and testament to his power. God created man as a miracle and a testament to his power. You know, to this day, people still try to explain away the, the miraculous uh, creation that happened. And I'm not going to argue with you of whether, how it all took place. But I know this. Creation is a miracle of God. Amen. That God created everything we see. God created the air that we breathe. Every single breath we take is a miracle. The people that we're around is a miracle. So God created man as a Miracle. I want you to hear me in this room. I don't care what someone has said about you. I don't care if they said you're a loser. I don't care if you were born in wedlock, out of wedlock. I don't care if somebody called you an accident. I don't care if someone said oops about you. Listen to me. You are here on purpose, with a purpose. You have a purpose, called to fulfill purpose. And God created you as a miracle. Amen. God created you as a miracle. You know, you're not an accident. The Bible says in Psalms chapter 139, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Some of y'all just need to look at yourself sometimes. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. No matter what that person said about me yesterday on my job, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I don't care if we had a spat the other day and my wife said some things that maybe, or my husband says some things. Listen, you know what? I'm going to forgive them. I'm fearfully and I'm wonderfully made. Amen? Amen? Because I've heard it said like this. I've heard it said like this, okay? And I don't have the person to quote because I don't know who it was. But I heard it said like this. I've never heard of an accidental human because there is no such thing as a human without a purpose. I've never heard of an accidental human because there's no such thing as a human without a purpose. Everybody take a big deep breath with me. And let it out. Okay. You have purpose. That breath shows you still have purpose within you. There's still things that God wants to fulfill within you. Anybody ever experienced something? Maybe you, just something happened and, and people around you started labeling it as a happenstance, but you knew that that was a good God, divine miracle. Listen, there's been some people in your life that have been labeling you a happenstance, but God's speaking over you today and say, listen, son, listen, daughter, you are a miracle to me. You're a miraculous creation. Listen, the conveyor belt of creation didn't get stuck and oops, there they are. God didn't go, oh, no, I don't know what I was doing when that one came out, <laughs> right? He wasn't, he wasn't looking at heaven going, Jesus, what'd you do? You left the conveyor belt on again. No, 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 no. Whenever you were made, you were made with purpose. God knew what he was doing, amen, because before you were even in your mother's womb, before anything happened into, in a bedroom, before anything happened somewhere, the Bible says that I knew you. That's Jeremiah 1.5. I, 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 I knew you. God knew about you before you were even a sparkle. My daddy used to say it like this. Before you were even a sparkle in your daddy's eye, God knew you. Before, before anybody was ever thinking about you, God had already thought about you. Think about the magnitude of that just for a second. Think about the magnitude of that. The creator of the universe created everything we see, invested of himself, and said, you know what? I want to create Pastor Lindsay Seals. Because he has a divine purpose on his life, so I want to create him. The God of the universe said, this person's important. I've got to create this person. This person ha has something to provide to the people that are around him. Something to provide in the earth today. Because you know what? 
when miracles happen in our life, you know, we, we, if anybody's ever been in a service before, we believe in signs, wonders, and miracles. We'll follow those that believe. We believe that text. We believe that we're going to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. I've seen that take place. I have seen that happen. I've seen people healed of longstanding issues. I've seen people set free and delivered in a moment of God's presence. I've seen these things take place, okay? And when those things take place, you know what happens? We all, hallelujah, yes, Lord. We start jumping, shouting. The place goes crazy. We're swinging from the chandeliers, right? And Because um, we just witnessed a miracle take place. So there's an excitement that begins to fill our hearts. We're like, oh, yes, God's doing something. What if we actually begin to look at each other when we came to church and went, oh, hallelujah, there's a miracle in the room because I'm standing next to it. What if whenever we were at home in our marriage, instead of bickering back and forth and fighting over things, we looked at each other and said, I'm so thankful that I get to be married to a miracle. What if we looked at our kids and stopped complaining about the future and what could be and what they're not doing right and rather just said, no, listen, I believe we need to bring correct as parents but we can also say I'm thankful for the miracle that God's given me in my children what if we viewed the things that are around us as a miracle not just those big manifestations supernatural things that we just said that happen listen you are supernatural you are natural and your the spirit makes you super therefore you are supernatural right I'm gonna say that again you are natural but the Spirit of God, the same Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead is quickening your mortal body. That same Spirit makes you super, which makes you what? Supernatural. You're a miracle. I know sometimes life may be tough and things get in the way and there's people that may not, that were going to be there, you thought were going to be there and they're not there now or whatever it may be. But listen, it doesn't matter. In the midst of those moments, I want you to remember God's still doing miracles because I'm here. Because my family's here. Because, hey, I still have my job. Huh? No matter the cutbacks that came, I still have my job. Hey, cutbacks came, and God opened up another divine door of opportunity. God's still doing miracles. Amen? Amen. So you're made a miracle. You're a living miracle. Your purpose is a miracle. What if we viewed accomplishing our purchase, I mean, I mean our purpose, as much as fulfilling the miracle of healing? Because, once again, the fact that we can breathe in this room this morning, that's that's proof of manifestations of miracles. What if we viewed our purpose and our calling and our destiny as whenever we begin to fulfill those things, we're fulfilling miracles that God has a purpose for us to fulfill. Because I want you to understand this this morning. Whenever God uh, uh, quickens you and whenever God gives you the power, the strength, the wisdom on how to fulfill your purpose or your God-given destiny, that means there is manifestation of miracles in that moment inside of your destiny and your purpose. That's why I, I'm grateful for doctors. And I'm, and I'm thankful that doctors can be a miracle for certain people. Amen? I'm thankful that they can supply a miracle. Now, I understand. We have to understand the kind of miracle I'm talking. There is divine miracles that happen, and then there's miracles of purpose that happen. And doctors, I'm thankful. You know, our son, our youngest son, he has a bit of a, a speech impediment, and we 
we were, and, and he kind of, he slurs his words and he can't pronounce certain things. I'm thankful for people who decided that, you know what, I'm going to fulfill my purpose on this earth and I'm going to become a speech therapist because in the, their fulfilling of their purpose and their calling, they're providing my family a miracle. What if whenever you're cooking in the kitchen, you're actually, through your provision of what you're doing, you're providing a miracle for a family that just needs a meal? What if, what if we just begin to view everything we do, all the great things, all the, all the work that we put in as we're doing it unto the Lord? What if we begin to view that, say, I'm doing this as a miracle for people that are around me because God made you a miracle to provide miracles to those who are around you? Huh? God made you a miracle. I'm going to show you what I mean in a minute through the life of Jesus. But God made you a miracle to provide miracles to those that are around you. I believe that. Amen. I mean, we we got to begin to view accomplishing our purpose like that of a miracle. We got to begin to do that. We're going to lay hands on the sick, see them recover, but we're also going to do our jobs and do them well as unto the Lord. And as we do them, we're providing miracles to those that are around us. Amen. 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 I believe that God is interested in the super and the natural and together when it's done in his power, it's supernatural. Amen. Now, I wonder what happens now, though, because this is the thing about the miraculous, okay? Often with the miraculous, when we are believing for a miracle, we are looking ahead. We are looking there, okay? Somebody say there. There meaning what is to come. I'm looking into the future. Now, I believe that that's important. I believe that we should have faith to believe for miracles. We should have faith to look into the future for miracles. I believe that. But when it comes to our everyday life and our everyday living, what if we're looking too much there and not enough here? I'm going to say that again. What if we're looking too much there, meaning we're always looking for the next thing? We're always looking for the next promotion. We're always looking for the next job. We're always looking for the next wife. You better not be doing that, okay? (laughs) We're always looking for the next big thing. But what if God just wants you to enjoy the miracle of here? What if God wants you to just live in the miracle of now? Huh? What if, because this is the thing. I believe that the enemy of here is there. You may want to write that down. The enemy of my here, my moment that God, the things that God's doing in my life right now is there. We're always looking for the miracle around us or there in someone else's life. But you know what 1 Corinthians 7, 17 says? It says this. And don't be wishing you were someplace else or with someone else. Listen, I'm going to say it again. Husbands and wives, don't be, miss, don't be wishing you were someplace else with someone else. Amen? But where you are right now is God's place for you. Live and obey and love and believe right there. It doesn't say love and obey, live and obey and love and believe in the days to come. Live and obey and love and believe right here. In other words, say like this, I can believe for my future while believing in my right now. I can believe that God has great things, plans to prosper me, plans to give me hope and a future. I can believe those things while not forsaking my now moments, my here moments, while not forsaking 
the raising. I, I can believe that my kids are going to serve the days of the Lord all the days of their life. They'll never go the way of the world. I can believe those things. I can believe that they're going to stand to give testimony of the goodness of God. I can believe that they're going to stand and see people saved, set free, and delivered by the ministry that God places in their heart, whatever that is. But at the same time, I also have to live in the miracle of here in the changing of diapers and whenever the poop in the, is in the pants and changing that thing. And, and whenever I still have to live in that miracle, because you know, what? it's still a miracle. It may be a stanky miracle at times, but it's a miracle. I can believe the best for my future while also still enjoying and loving my now. Because listen, be careful of the words that you speak. Over your now, over your here, because if you're not careful, you'll curse the seed of here and you'll never see the future. Huh? I'm going to say that again. You'll curse the seed of here and you'll never see the fruit of the future. Be careful of the things that you speak because the Bible says death and life are in the power of the what? Tongue. <laughs> and you'll eat the fruits thereof. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be eating no rotten fruit. I don't want to be eating those stinky words that we like to let come out of our mouth about certain situations and circumstances. I want to be eating good fruit, not rotten fruit. I want to be eating awesome things. I love a good meal. As a matter of fact, we went somewhere the other day that was recommended by someone here. I can't even, I, I will butcher the name. So I'm not going to try to say, how do you say it again? It, Latinos y mas. If you're watching Latinos y mas, you're incredible. The food was great. You're a miracle. <laughs> Provision. It was incredible. I love a good meal, and I want to eat the good of the land. I want to eat what God has for me, amen? But this is the problem, okay? We, we often miss here because we're looking there. We're looking on Instagram, huh? We're looking at everybody else's life and seeing the highlight reel. We're looking at Facebook. Oh, look at that. Isn't that great? They, they, they got it all together. But I'm, well, my kids don't act that way. Well, my kids don't worship that way. Oh, well, my marriage isn't that good, or my job's not that good. I wish I had that. And we're always wanting here. We're wanting there. We're wanting to go to this thing. We're hoping, wish we'd have this thing. You know what? You need to focus on your own lawn. Some of you looking at your lawn going, why is my lawn not green, but theirs is? It's because you stopped watering yours because you're too busy looking at theirs. You're standing there with the hose of your life, watering somebody else's grass for them. <laughs> you're standing on the lawn, oh. They just slowly turn to their yard and water. Listen, you need to water your own yard. You need to take care of your own stuff. That means this. You got you to gotta preach to yourself sometimes. You got to make sure you're in church sometimes. I'm not going to say sometimes. You got to make sure you're in church every time the doors are open. You need to be here. This is a place of equipping you. It's a place of, of equipping you with the tools that you need to accomplish your will, your purpose, your miracle for the earth. You have something to accomplish. You have something to provide. But you got to water where you're at. And listen to me. If somebody comes into your life and poops in your yard, turn it into fertilizer. Huh? Somebody comes in your life and drops their mess off at your doorstep. You say, it's okay. That's just going to make my grass greener because I know my God will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory and Christ. I know I have the mind of Christ. I know I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. So it doesn't really matter what you say at the end of the day. I'm just going to put that in the right place. And that way it's going to turn into fertilizer. Because everybody wants to unload on you and let you know all about their problems. But not only their problems, they want to let you know about all the problems that you have too. Huh? And we got to say, listen, you can say that, but I know who I am in Christ Jesus. I know my identity. I know what I'm called to do. I know I went from Abram to Abraham. 
And I'm not associating with Abram any longer. You know what's interesting about that story? I'm, I'm off topic a little bit, but it's still on topic. What's interesting about the story of Abram to Abraham is this. <laughs> Abram does this. Abram said, God says, hey, you're no longer Abram, you're Abraham. Whenever you see Abraham then going around, he never introduces himself as, hi, I was once Abram, now I'm Abraham. He doesn't. Because he has a new purpose. He has a new destiny. He has a new calling on his life. So he forsakes the old and says, I'm not Abram any longer. I'm Abraham, the father of many nations. Some people speaking some old things over you. And the Lord's saying to you today, don't come into agreement with the ways of the old any longer. Keep walking in the ways of the new. Amen? Amen. The now. The now. Because see, there's a different there too. There's there and there's there. Huh? There's there, or sometimes, wasn't it so great whenever I could just go and do whatever I want, and I didn't have to worry about what Jesus thought? <laughs> I didn't have to worry about what everybody else thought. Huh? No. If that's what you're thinking anyways, your mind's in the wrong place with the Lord. It's not about rules. It's about relationship. We should have relationship with the Lord. And from the relationship with the Lord, that is formed with a love for him. Therefore, now, I, I, it's not that I care. Understand the way I say this this morning. It's not that I care what Jesus thinks. It's that I love him so much that I ain't going to do him that way. I'm not going to grieve his heart. I'm not going to give into things my old ways. I'm going to continue on in my now. Amen? You still with me this morning? I hope you're getting something out of this today. We're going to keep going. It says, so, so, so th this is the thing. We often are looking at there, missing here. And the problem is that we can see everybody else a lot greater than what we can see ourselves. We get caught up looking at everyone else, and we miss looking at ourselves. This is why, in the natural, we have mirrors. Okay? It, you know, anybody walk in front of the mirror, oh, gosh, it's a horror movie. You know, don't, don't. Or maybe you go in front of the mirror, whew, I'm good looking. That's okay to say about yourself. It's okay to be happy the way God created you. Amen? We, we, uh, this is why we have miracles, because we can see everybody else. Matter of fact, I'll give you a story. Uh, this past Wednesday night, I got the honor and opportunity of ministering at our High Praise Panama City campus where Pastor Chelsea and I, uh, we were kids pastors and youth pastors for many years, associate pastors as well. And I got to minister on their Wednesday night service, and <laughs> I had gotten up to do the transition as Pastor Richard uh, did uh, moments ago, and uh, uh, whenever I was ending coming, and I had been up there about 15 minutes probably, I was prophesying. We were having an incredible flow of the Holy Spirit. And Pastor Gil Sanchez, or Uncle Gil Sanchez, he comes up to me and goes, <clears throat> just so you know, your fly's undone. I was oh, like, oh, Lord. This is why we need mirrors right before we go on stage. <laughs> he could see me, but I couldn't see what was going on. <laughs> right? That's so why we have mirrors, so we can see ourselves. So we can see the miracle that is everybody else. But sometimes the hardest person to see that's a miracle is yourself. Sometimes the hardest person to see is a miracle. And, you know, I'm reminded of a great uh, movie, The Lion King. <laughs> great religious movie, right? We watch, as Christians, we watch The Lion King. Oh, yes, Lord. There it is. He just, oh, yes. <laughs> uh, Simba just remembered who he was. And that scene, 
Rafiki's there and he's saying, remember who you are, right? Simba looks and goes, I don't see it. I just see myself. But then a powerful thing happens. He goes, look closer. And he looks over the water again. And he sees the resemblance of who? His father, Mufasa. Mufasa, Mufasa, Mufasa. He sees the resemblance of his dad, of his father. What if whenever we look in the mirror, we don't see ourselves, but rather we see the resemblance of his spirit. That's the miraculous spirit, the dunamis, dynamite, miracle working power of God that's living and dwelling within us. The power that gives us authority, the power that gives us strength. What if whenever we begin to look in the mirror, we saw that in the mirror rather than just, oh, here's plain old Micah standing in the mirror again. Messed up Micah. There he is. No, it's mighty Micah. Huh? Huh? It's one that, is, that has the greater spirit living within him. When I look in the mirror, I don't see, I don't see just my, what I am. I see my potential. I see greater is he that is within me. I see my purpose. I begin to see my destiny. But sometimes you got to look and then look again before you really see it. It's not always just going to be manifest the first time you look. Sometimes, once again, you got to preach to yourself. you got to look in the mirror and preach to yourself. Say, listen, I'm a miracle right here. Because, listen... This is the secret of the enemy. This is the secret of the enemy. I'm coming to a close. Stay with me for just a little bit longer. This is the secret of the enemy. I'm going I'm to give you some top secret information from the devil's headquarters. I didn't go there to figure it out. I've just done enough observing. It's this. The enemy doesn't want you to know the miracle you are because if you knew the truth about who you are, it would set you free. The enemy doesn't want you to know the miracle you are because if you knew the truth about who you are, it would set you free. Jesus said it like this. You shall know the truth and the truth shall what? Set you free. Listen to me today. Stop letting the accuser of the brethren lie in your ear. Stop letting the father of all lies lie to you through the voice of other people, saying you'll never amount to anything, saying that you're not good enough, saying that you won't accomplish anything. Don't let those lies continue to flow and go. Because listen, once you can stop letting the enemy lie to you and tell you that you're a mess up, you'll begin to walk in the freedom and the miracle that you are. Because I want you to hear me and you want to write this down today that there is a miracle in your mirror huh you want to write that down there is a miracle in your mirror every time you look in that mirror there's a miracle staring back at you but sometimes you just need to wake up in the morning and look at the mirror and say hey i'm a miracle i know you've heard me say that a lot this morning but i really want to i want you to walk away from this place understanding this the revelation of this of how big this is how your miracle is in you already but but and now we're going to talk a little bit real quickly in closing about what i was saying earlier so out of let's go back to the very beginning of the scripture here We, we saw that jesus creates man from dust right so the god of the universe has limitless power decides to create you could have created anything But this is what I love. He takes natural things from the earth. Dust. Natural things. Okay? Then does something super with them in the moment, right? Something super. And he creates a supernatural being. Okay? He takes natural dust, forms it, 
and does something incredible and creates something supernatural. Limitless God creates man with a limited amount of resources because even with limited resources, he can still make miracles happen. <laughs> even with limited resources. Hello, he- hello, Moses. Stretch your staff over the sea. Limited resource. It's a staff. It's a stick. It's a walking cane. Stretch your staff over the sea and watch it pass. Watch the sea part. What does Moses say? Okay. <laughs> and there happens. Because even with limited resources, God can make miracles happen. Maybe God's showing us in Genesis here, though you may feel limited by what you have, if you use what you have properly, it has limitless potential. What if... What if what it's actually being said is, even though you feel very limited by the things you have around you, by, by your education, by your upbringing, by your family's past, I feel limited because I come from a broken family, but I don't want that for my family. I feel, I, I feel limited, though, on what to do. Listen, whenever you give those things to God, God takes the limited resources And gives you limitless potential and limitless power. Because of this, you are a byproduct of limitless power. You are a byproduct of limitless power. Listen, he broke the mold whenever he made you. He said, no, I'm not making another one like that. It was too good. Huh? Think about this. Everybody in this room has a fingerprint, right? But everybody's fingerprint's different, right? That's pretty miraculous. When you think about that, how many people have lived in this world? Nobody's ever had the same fingerprint. That's miraculous because he breaks the mold whenever he makes you. You're a neat, you are unique with purpose, created on purpose, for a purpose, with a purpose. Because God only does things on purpose. He only does things on purpose. He doesn't create accidents. He doesn't make accidents. But rather, he consistently does things with purpose. Think about this. God sent his only son for you by way of a what? Miracle. There was a miraculous conception that took place. Okay? So there's miraculous conception by way of a miracle. Jesus is in the womb of Mary. He did that why? To reconcile us back to the Father. How was that done? By way of a miracle on the cross that hurt. <laughs> Jesus went through pain. There were some things that he had to go through in the middle of his miracle and manifestation of the miracle. There were some things that were uncomfortable for Jesus. So then he went to a grave, which was dark. But then to resurrection that brought glory and fulfilled the miracle for us. So now that we may be called sons and daughters of God. So that we may have that relationship. with, So that we may be saved What am I saying and what's our takeaway from today? What's our takeaway this morning? It is this. You're both already a miracle, but also a miracle in the making. You are a miracle. You're both already a miracle. Jesus was already a miracle, but he was a miracle in the making as well while he was here on earth. Because he had something to supply to people around. He was both a miracle, but also in the miracle in the making for all that were around him. Can I say it like this? You're a miracle. Your purpose is a miracle. But what you're going through right now is the miracle in the making process. 
to provide things, provide miracles for those that are around us. You're a miraculous creation of God. Made to show forth his miracles here on the earth through your purpose and through your calling. Jesus came by way of a miracle so that we can be a miracle for others. And I really want you to get this deep into your heart today that you're not useless. (laughs) Somebody needs to hear that this morning. You're not hopeless. You're not worthless. You're not a mistake. You're not an accident. Today wasn't an accident that you showed up here. Huh? It was a miracle. Some of y'all, it was a miracle you made it out of your house this morning because of all the contention that was happening. It was a miracle that you got your kids dressed in time to get here. But it was a now miracle. It was a here miracle. You're not disposable. Huh? You're not a red solo cup. We're not going to throw you away at the end. You're not replaceable. You're not dispensable. But rather, you are that miracle that God created. Amen? Somebody say, I'm a miracle. I'm a miracle. You're a miracle. Amen? This morning, maybe as I was ministering today, whether you're watching online or you're in this room watching in person, you say, Pastor Micah, I've never felt like that miracle because I I don't really know Jesus as personal Lord and Savior over my life. Maybe you've never brought, you never came to the Father and I want you to know something today. That He loves you with an everlasting love. There's nothing you've done that He won't forgive. And there's no arm that's too short. But rather, He is there. He's like the Father in the story of the prodigal son that's standing at the end of the road saying, Welcome home, son. Welcome home, daughter. You've been gone a long time. Welcome home. That's his heart to you today. He's standing at the end of the road saying, come home. Come home. If that's you today, whether you're watching online or you're in this room, I want to give you that opportunity to come home today. I want to give you that opportunity to make Jesus Lord and Savior over your life. So wherever you're at, whether you're in this room or you're watching online, I want us to pray this all together. We're going to pray a prayer of salvation, and we're going to believe that people are coming to know Jesus today. Come on. Will you repeat this after me this morning? Say, Father God, I come to you today, and I thank you for saving me. I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth. Jesus, you are Lord. Come be king over my life. Lead me and guide me. And I thank you now that I'm a miracle because of your power. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. And will you give God one more hand clap of praise? If you made that decision this morning, that's the best decision you'll ever make. Amen. God bless you. We love you. Now, church. Thanks for joining us at Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you.